Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I know you probably think this is all about what I said the other night about you podcasting with your socks on, but it isn't. It's about me. And I'm Av Sedensky, and sometimes I wish I was a lesbian. Did I say that out loud? (laughs) Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, formerly another podcast, but now... It is a friends podcast. We are here today to discuss Woo! the one where it all began. Season one, episode one, the pilot, which originally aired on September 22nd, 1994 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Central, right after Mad About You and right before Seinfeld on what was not yet known as uh, Must See TV. Av, you said on our previous episode that uh, you were on Friends. You saw episodes season one even live. Uh, I assume you did not see the pilot live. You probably saw the more in the middle of the season, right? Correct. Probably like probably like the the later end. I probably saw like a handful towards the end. Probably saw like the finale and was like you know excited about when it coming back season two. And but even season two, I feel like I didn't watch it like every week religiously because I just feel like people my age are already. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like we didn't watch TV that way yet. Like. I, I wasn't watching like primetime shows religiously week to week until I was probably in high school. Yes. Yes. Um, and, but it's a show that, you know, um, back when uh, Bill Simmons <sighs> used to write um, uh, our articles on the internet, which obviously mm-hmm. been a while for him. He, um, he talked about friends. He's sort of like a half generation older than us. He was born in, let me look it up. 1969. Yeah. So he's 14 years older than us. Yeah. Half generation. That's what I said. Um, which means that when this show airs, he's 25 years old. He's like the, the age that the characters are portraying. Yeah. And so it was interesting to me to sort of read someone from like that half generation above us, that Gen Xer, how the show appealed to them, because I saw this show as like grownups, you know, a little younger, closer to me than than the Seinfeld crew, but still people like that I couldn't really relate to at the time I was first watching it. Yeah, no, right. There was clearly, um, you know, a, a, basically a full generation ahead of us. Like these are all clear Gen Xers. Um, we're, you know, to, at best, like on the very, very end of Gen X. But well, no, they're not our generation. They're not our parents' age. They're in between us. And you, you, right, I guess. Right, they're in between. Uh, but, but, but what's they, interesting they, is they, they felt very far ahead of me in life. The yeah, entire for time sure. I was watching it. Um, but the interesting thing is, yeah, when I was first watching it, they were older than me. Now I'm watching it. And I'm, you know, near 40 that, right. in the suburbs, have kids, and I'm looking at them at these, you know, immature bums. I'm like, why don't you guys get a job instead of just sitting around doing nothing all day? Yeah. Um, I say we're, Chandler, I, uh, we're Chandler and Monica at the end of Friends. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's sort of an interesting perspective. And I wonder how that will affect my viewing experience now versus, uh, you know, previous times. I'll also say, you know, although, as I said on the previous podcast, you know, I definitely love Friends. It's a show, you know, it's a show that I still own burn CDs of every episode of, but it's not a show that I go back to as often. 
compared, uh, you know, to to Seinfeld, to Seinfeld or Curb, which we've talked about, or even like I think you should leave, which we just podcasted about not too long ago. Um, so yeah. a lot of these episodes are probably episodes I'll be watching for the first time in 10, 15 years, maybe. Yeah, I'm expecting that there's going to be like lots of stuff that I just like completely forgot about and will be surprised by. And I think that's like kind of part of the fun is like the, some of the stuff that I've seen so many times. But like there's just like no way you can remember everything from this show. Yeah. Um, and there is something very of its time. Um, sure. About watching this now. It's like it's really a time capsule for me, um, even just like the little bit that I've watched just to like give myself a taste before we jumped into this uh, journey. Um, it's just like it really takes you back. I mean, like it's really like the the, the clothes they wear, just like the way, every, you know, the way it all feels is just yeah, um, Joey's hairstyle for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that really kind of ruined that for me a little bit. I mean, it's like overall, it's fine. It's like better in the long run. But the HD of it all was just like so weird because it's like I know what these early episodes of Friends look like. And it's not that like it should be like I should be seeing a much more muted color palette. This should be a lot grainier. It's like, what is this? Like, like watching high definition the pilot of Friends. It's like it's creepy a little bit. There's also um, the ratio issue, right? Yeah, the ratio issue I don't really care about because it's like, yeah, like you could post examples on the Internet that like there's like five times in Seinfeld yeah, where like yeah. something stupid happened. But like if the picture is better overall, that's obviously preferable. Yeah. And it's yeah, as you pointing out, it's probably 10 seconds total out of hundreds of hours. So it's like, uh, right. Yeah. Like there's yeah. like literally like there's the one like there's the pothole from yeah. Seinfeld. There's like one friend's shot where like you can see like behind the scenes, like there's just like a cutout window or something, a cutout like um, in a door or something. Yeah. Um. But like, OK, like, not integral yeah. to the plot. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, fine. So there's a, there's a goof in like one episode. Like they have mm -hmm. those in, in episodes already. Right. As a, as a goof. You go on IMDb. They, right. As a goof, right. They, yeah. Guys, they did it as a goof. The whole thing was set up. They knew yeah. they would make it HD. <laughs> they put it there as yeah. a goof. Yeah, it was a, it was a, um, it was a disappearing Easter egg. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think some of that is like Friends does have, I think, um, a little bit of a complicated legacy. It's certainly one of those shows that like you look back at it with 2023 lens. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that's cringy, a lot of stuff that like you would just like not see on TV today, frankly. Um, and, you know, like and that's just like how it's always going to be when you watch something from 30 sure. years ago. Right. There's yeah. just, like, no way around that. Um, well, I mean, and I I don't know if we've discussed this on a podcast before, but I remember hearing during like early COVID 2020 that there were teenagers watching yeah. Friends on Netflix who didn't realize who thought it was like a period show. Like it was a new show meant to look like the 90s. <laughs> That's funny. Which yeah. I find impossible to believe. But, well, they did you know, a great sure, job. Yeah, but I'm sure there's a lot I would find impossible to believe that teenagers believe. So, yeah. Um, yeah, to its credit, though, I think there's going to probably be things that will probably not necessarily hold up to today's standards, but like, are just like, you still, you have to give it some credit for it in its time. Like the fact that we like in season one of this show have like a lesbian couple raising a baby is like not something that was like that. See, I didn't realize, I thought you meant in terms of like, do we find it still funny or are the jokes oh. dated? Oh, so I meant more of just yeah. like it's, you know, it has a legacy around race. It has a legacy around homophobia and like and that sort of stuff. And I'm sure all that stuff is going to be present and there's yeah. going to be stuff that we're just yeah. like, yeah, that's not great. But you're um, right. I think in 1994 to have um, a lesbian, not only that, but we'll have a lesbian marriage, which is like happily supported by everybody, including right. the ex-husband who might right. have reason to be bitter. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff in Friends that I think that for its time was progressive and transgressive. And, you know, you can't be 30 years ahead of your time. So uh, they did the best they could. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's something hey, they done Are you worried that people are trying to cancel Friends? No, you. I mean, there's been tons of think pieces over the years about Friends. I don't think I'm saying anything original here. Yeah, no, well, I'm sure. But 
So I'm saying I think that's part of yeah, the reason but, but why I mean, it hasn't but, remains as much part of the consciousness. But that's not, a, but that's not unique to Friends. I think it's just spoken about Friends because it's such a high-profile show. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't think whatever. there's. I don't. Th- you think suddenly Susan was much better, or Caroline in the City? No, right. But those are right. Obviously, no one's talking about Caroline in the City in 2023. Yeah. Um, but I like Caroline um, in the City. yeah, listen, I um, I'm uh, Caroline. She was quirky. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I've always been a big fan a fan of Friends. I've always rejected the the Friends Seinfeld dichotomy. They're different shows. They're both great shows in different ways, and okay. um, I'm really excited to. Uh, but listen, I'm this. I'm still I I love Friends, but I'm still coming at this as a Seinfeld person. So I think that'll be a little different between me and you. Like for example, I'm gonna find in every single episode. Oh, they stole this from Seinfeld. They stole that from Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld did it better. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I will also uh, yeah. note things that remind me of Seinfeld along the way. I've also seen yeah. the show. I know. The show so yeah should we do this thing are we doing a friends podcast should we get started should we should talk about actual airing of shows of the tv show friends yeah let's talk That's about what we should do let's talk about episode one okay season one episode one um, you called it the one where it all began which is yes. a obviously a later to arrive name there's many names yes. for this episode yes i'm, I'm sure you're aware Yes. Um, it was originally so just called. They, the they didn't come up. They didn't. When did they come up with the one where uh, system? Well, the second one is already called the one with the sonogram at the end. But but was the intent for that one for them all to be thereafter? I mean, the third one was, and the fourth one was. So like, yeah. okay. they, you know, they, right. either they like just kind of went with it week to week, or they decided. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was originally just called the pilot, as many 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 shows oh, yeah. at that time were called. They just called the pilot. Um, I think the first. Real name it then had was the one where Monica gets a roommate was the first name it was given. And then retroactively, when it became like a really big show, that's when they gave it, um, you know, the one where it all began. The first one. Um, Yeah. So this is the this is the only episode of the entire show that doesn't have the one in the title. Originally, in the original title. Yeah. Yeah, but yes, until they come on, yeah, the one the one where it all began. Yeah, so season one, episode one. I'm gonna go with the one where Monica gets a roommate. That's that's the one I like the most of these. It was written, of course, by Martha Kaufman and David Crane and directed by James Burroughs. Um, as you said, it aired on September twenty second, nineteen ninety four, and was seen by twenty two million people, which is such a crazy thing when you think about the facts that we all just got done watching Succession, right? That feels like everybody you could possibly know in the world has been watching a succession for four years and got to the end. And do you know how many people watched the final episode of succession? I guess 2.7 million, 2.9 million oh. and 22 fucking million people. Yeah. Watched a show that no one had ever heard of before just because it was on TV. Yeah. Why are we watching it? Because it's on TV. I will say, well, that, I have like, to watch Seinfeld in 30 minutes. May as well turn it on. Preferred like social friends, perhaps um, everyone's saw, seen succession, but like, I've been talking to a lot of people like also my friends, but my friends sort of more maybe uh, geographically initiated, let's just say. Yeah. And a, a, a very small minority have actually seen succession. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So I, I, I do see, I guess, where that 2.9 million number comes from, even though I feel like <laughs> I know all 2.9. Well, million. that's also like the most like what what's like, what do people watch more than that? But, like, but even Mad Men, which had like 10 million or whatever. Yeah. Half well, it's, now. you know, it's yeah, it's just it's everything is declining. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, James Burroughs, he has he directed like, I think, 15 or 20 episodes of Friends. Um. You will notice in the first episode in Monica's apartment, there's like a big wooden beam that goes like, kind of like across the kitchen. Yeah, the one with the big wooden beam. Yeah, so that wooden beam is only going to be in, in James Burroughs' episodes going forward. Wait, why? 
because he liked it or something. Oh, my wife wa- I was a big fan of that of wooden beams of that type. She wanted to put one in our kitchen. Yeah, so Actually. he should marry James Burroughs. He, I, I bet he has so. wooden beams everywhere. <laughs> Um, but like it, I think like Have he asked for it, travel. like he asked for it a couple times, and then it became like a recurring bit that like he needs the wooden beam. Oh, the right yeah. Episode. Um, so yeah, let's jump right in, and that's actually what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna jump right in. There's no cold open. I think this is, if I had to guess, it's probably gonna be the only episode, or the only one of the series that doesn't have a cold open, right? Yep. Um, we jump straight there. into the iconic theme song, the iconic uh, scene of them, um, you know, dancing in the fountain. And uh, it's great stuff. It's a great. It's how did it do in the um, the theme song bracket that you guys had? Do you recall? Um, I don't recall. I I could look it up now. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good theme song. Um, you're gonna have to keep going while I'm looking this up. Yeah. Well. Well. Okay. So I guess are we gonna jump right? Oh, yeah. Let's just go. You know, who gives a shit? Let's go. Yeah, we're jumped. Um, we're jumping. Um. Okay. So we get this like kind of like weird for this show. At least if we're we're in general like this like editing where it's just kind of like them hanging out in the in, in Central Park, the coffee shop, for a little bit, right? Um. They're just like hanging out. They're telling stories. Um. It's just to start. We got Monica, Joey, Chandler, and Phoebe. So as far as we know, Ross and Rachel don't exist. And frankly, maybe that would have been better off for the show. You know, I feel like if we kind of just focus on these four, we might have been in a better show. Um, yeah, but this episode will very quickly transition. To, like oh. by the end of the episode, it looks like oh, this is a show about these specific two people falling in love and their friends around them. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, I mean, it's like not even remotely subtle, like with the music playing and then both staring up. Yeah, the window. It, ve- it very much goes in that direction. Yeah. And I, I, I did have... not remember that until watching this. I was like, oh, they were like that. I, but I guess maybe 1994, unless you were for Seinfeld. That's what you, and even Seinfeld ha- had to have, uh, you know, Elaine and Jerry with the thing in the beginning. Yeah. So what's interesting about this pilot um, and it's hard to think about this as a pilot without knowing everything about the show is that if this is the only thing you saw about the show, you would just assume Rachel is the by far the main character of this show, right? Like, yeah, she's the one that's like, she's the inciting incident for everything. Yes. She's the one who's walking out on her marriage. Who's like starting over in the city. Like she's like clearly the protagonist of the show. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that like, because like she comes into an existing friends group, she's like immediately diminished. Um, but in to your point, like Ross and Rachel very quickly becomes, the central like emotional thrust of the show. I was actually very surprised. Um, I didn't remember how like immediate that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're talking about just like Monica's love life and her date. They're all making fun of her. Um, she assures them it's not a date. It's just two people having dinner. There's not going to be any sex. Um, that sounds like a date to Chandler Chandler hitting home runs right off the bat. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so why, why, why are we to believe that this extraordinarily attractive, <laughs> quite successful woman is so unlucky in love? Um, she probably gets in her own way, if I had to guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we will see. You know, obviously she's neurotic and, you know, a little bit anal retentive. But, like, right off the bat, those qualities are less there. And as you pointed out, aren't even listed at all, some of them, um, in the uh, in, in sort of the description of her. Um, yeah, so it's one of those uh, sitcom things. Yeah, very yeah. very hot woman who, for some reason, can't, find <laughs> right, can't make it work. Yeah. Um, Chandler had a dream that he was naked and there was a phone where his penis was supposed to be. But the weirdest part of all is that his mother was calling him on the phone, and she doesn't usually call him. Yeah, so that's just what was weird about the dream. Light let down, I thought at the punchline of that. Otherwise, yeah, very good story. I agree. I agree. Um, by the way, they're very careful. Again, uh, this is on NBC at eight thirty in nineteen ninety four. Right. They don't say what it yeah, is. Yeah, it was down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sort of Seinfeldian. He took it out. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Um, the move. Um, 
so yeah, we got. We, then we have Ross joining the party. By the way, the the the, the um the phone as penis joke would make even less sense to kids now because they would think of it as like an iPhone. <laughs> right. Why? Yeah. Right. When it rings. Yeah. <laughs> um. Put on vibrate. Yeah. Um, because like the old the old phones were you know a little more, uh, much more phallic certainly than an iPhone is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So. Ross joins the club. If you have an um, erection resembling an iPhone, please. <laughs> attention. Uh, Ross is miserable, and we find out that he has just moved out. Um, I'm oh, sorry, that Carol has just moved out of his apartment, and she's yeah. now. Ro- Ross is basically playing in this episode, Russ, who we will meet later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's like, also, there's something, <laughs> there's something a little off putting about Joey's opening line. Like, this guy walks in a room, like, He's not this guy. He's your friend. Yeah, Joey is like so weird abroad. He also like he does the thing of his like, let's let the audience know that she's a lesbian. Like, yeah, by, yeah. like well, me. they need to do that. Yeah, right. But it's like the it's like so yeah, a little forced. poorly written. It's like so on the nose the way he yeah. like says it. Like, so you really didn't know she was a lesbian? Yeah. And Ross um, says she didn't know. How should I know? Yeah, which I think to my point is a good example of friends not going with the like, oh, because like she played into all the stereotypes of what like lesbian means. It's like she like I didn't even know. She didn't even know. It's not like they're all like, well, of course she was a lesbian, right? Um, so oh, well, she's not a stereotype. Thing. Although later we'll find out she opened the beer uh, cans without. Right. Her. No, but my point being is like they didn't, they didn't play yeah, into yeah, that yeah. of like, oh, well, you haven't seen her. Of course she's a lesbian. Like, yeah, they, right. She, you're saying they did more that. They did a, she's more of a femme, later. let's say. Yeah. Although we haven't seen her yet, but we will. Um, yeah, we will. Well, she'll, she'll be two different people. Yeah. Well, um, why does Ross even need a love interest when he has a sister? Because again, like right off the bat, <laughs> it just. The way they're sitting on the couch, it's just they kiss each other goodnight. It's just it's 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 very weird. Yeah. Um, and Phoebe is also pretty. And, weird. And, I'm, and now I'm wondering and, you know, we'll get to it obviously later. Um, but wh- wh- when and I don't remember the names of the characters, so I have to wait till they come. Wh- wh- when the other ones come, um, you know, the Yeti and his sister. Do you, was that maybe like a sort of tongue in cheek reference to people having said that about Ross and Rachel, Ross and Monica? Um, it could be. Yeah, I guess we'll I have know, maybe we'll do some research at the time. I probably I wasn't in the zeitgeist until like the la- until seasons like seven, eight, like eight, nine, ten. I never was not watching these live at all. So yeah. anything that was happening, I didn't know about at the time. Yeah, I don't know what's happening what at this time either. Um, yeah, Phoebe does like a weird aura thing that doesn't work. Joey's not helpful either. He says, you know, you're single now. You should go to strip joints. And Ross doesn't want to be single. He just wants did, to be did married. Strip again. joint or strip club. He says uh, strip he, joints. I he think. says joints, but I, yeah. I've, I've never really heard of joint before. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, is that a regional thing? I don't know. But he's <laughs> from this region. He's from this region. Yeah. Well, he's from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel just wants to be married again. Sorry, Ross just wants to be married again. And of course, right at that moment, we have Rachel Green storm into Central Park. And she's wearing a wedding dress, causing Taylor to yell out, and I just want a million dollars. Yeah. Now, I need to pause here. Like, the idea that someone would leave their wedding dressed like this and then run through the streets of New York City is impossibly unrealistic. Like, <laughs> I 100% believe someone would run away from their wedding, but she wouldn't be wearing the dress and, like, the tiara or whatever, like, the, the veil. Well, maybe you she know, just like, needed to get a Dodge. Okay, but she ar- she arrived at her wedding hall, presumably not in that dress. She presumably oh. arrived she arrived there in her regular clothes, and then she changed and had her makeup but then and her that hair would done. T- she would have to waste time going to like change. Uh, you can grab your clothes. Uh, to the 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 extra minute I think uh, is is worth it too. Uh, not know. when like even your parents. Maybe this are is why be... she's so courageous. As we said. By the way, where is the wedding taking place? I did think about that. I mean, yeah. obviously in the city. 
Well, I know. Well, for sure, it's in the city. And, and she says, you're my only friend in the city who wasn't invited to yeah, the wedding. Yeah, so there could be tons of places. There's tons of pl- places to get well, married how, in the city. But did she run here? Did she take a cab here? She uh, well, she, is, we she is wet, so it means she, she definitely traveled outdoors. Well, um, but no matter what, because we know she right, ran. Right, I guess. Even if, right, even if she, got, even she yeah. took a cab straight to there. Yeah, she definitely uh, she, did not take the subway. Yeah, I if feel I told like you about uh, Jen's friend, if not, uh, I'm not sure I've said this on a podcast. Jen has a friend um, who's a little bit of a, of a Rachel. And um, when she first moved to New York City and she was working uh, as she was making, I won't say her job because I don't want to dox her, but she was she was doing a job that is extremely, extremely low paying and obviously had uh, financial support from other resources for her, uh, her lifestyle. So we were talking one day and I said to her, how do you get to work to take the subway? It's like the subway. Are you kidding? A Metro <laughs> card is like one hundred and twenty dollars. So I said, so then how do you get to work? She's like, oh, I just cab it. <laughs> She's like, the cab is like $10. I'm like, yeah, but that's every day. And like, she <laughs> genuinely did not understand this concept. <laughs> it's like Shaq with gas. He just feels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I could tell you other stories about that girl, but I will not because. All right. Uh, well, how about we'll do one each episode? Okay. Well, I don't know about that, but I want to start hanging out with your friends more often. Yeah. So apparently I, I forgot to look for this, but um in the previous scene when like they're drinking coffee, like you can see a, a woman in a, in a dress run by mm. the, window. the window. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, this woman is Rachel. She's Monica's best friend from high school, but they've lost touch. And she realized that she doesn't love Barry. She, he reminds her of Mr. Potato head. And she, she came here because Monica is the only one that she knew who lives in the city who wasn't invited to the wedding. I mean, how bad a falling out would you have to have with your high school best friend? And we will see, and obviously it's maybe it's a little bit like retconned, but like we will see them like you know going to the prop to like do every doing everything. You know, they're best best friends. Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Are we meant to think they really have a falling out? I, I do. But they have again. Ah, there's no scenario in which well, Rachel but, is but I'm saying Monica I'm saying wedding. canon of the show. I don't know that they have. I don't think they have a falling out. I, think I, they I know, but I'm saying oh, okay. that's a flaw because they they had to have like it. It has to be like an epically bad one that the show would have to address. I don't think this so. Is what, like. When was when was the did they do we see them as best friends after high school? Well, no, we we know how old they are here, right? We know they're like twenty six. Yeah, I think they're twenty five, twenty six. Okay, yeah. So, this is so nine years later. if they did not see each other since high school, basically they went off to college, they went on completely separate lives. Like I think that happens all the time. And then you not invited the fr- to the wedding? No, weddings are small for some people. Uh, not not for Rachel Green though. We know Rachel Green has a huge wedding. She says, you're the only person I know in the city not invited to the wedding. She probably has 200 people at least at the wedding. 300 people. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah. That's a very big wedding. And even, even if they go off to college in different places, like they would see each other back in the neighborhood of Thanksgiving or over the summers, like, you know, like <laughs> the, the, it's a flaw in the show that she's not invited to the wedding. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there are lots of people who probably had the, a best friend in high school and then they just drifted apart and they, you know, and they got married any... not at 48. They got married at 25 or 26 and didn't invite them to the wedding. No. Yeah, I think you're, uh, I think unless you're... you just had like a very small wedding, like just immediate family. But I think you're thinking this uh, very Mo'o centric. No, I don't think so. I'm aware that Mo'o weddings are bigger than other weddings. I, no. I... And also just like the fact that like you com- could completely separate from people more easily. Like you just like, come end up in a completely different world. Whereas like in our world, you're never really out of yeah, it. But you'd still, but you'd still live in the same area. You'd still go back and, you know, visit your parents on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And Christmas. Okay. Know. But you're not necessarily going over to your friend's house. If you haven't I mean, spoken to them the, in three years, the thing you do it like when you're in college <laughs> or in your twenties, when you go back, well, I don't know. You, you Rachel and Monica were yeah. friends that were very good friends when they were young and then as they got older they ended up on very different tracks in life 
and Rachel was going to the sororities and the fancy things. And Monica was like, how was Rachel able to find Monica's apartment, by the way? Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. That's a good yeah. call. That's a good call. She has right. enough. They have enough friends. She has enough information to know yeah. like where, like exactly where to find her. Yeah. Like he goes to the building. Oh, yeah. You said like, like she, so she runs out of the wedding hall. Yeah. How does she get that information? I can't even imagine. No, she, well, she says that somebody in the building tells, says that they're probably at Central at Perk. At Central Perk. But how does yeah. she get to Monica's building in the first place? Um, yeah. By maybe. the way, also. Oh, so parents, here's what, here's my we theory. We will find out here's later that their, their parents are even friends. Yeah. So my, I, I would say she was on the cusp. So she knows her address. Because she had it for potential wedding invitation purposes, but then so she went to the effort of finding out Monica's address only to not invite her. She, oh, get... she asked Monica's parents, "What's Monica's address?" I'm engaged. What's Monica's address? And then didn't send it. No, that didn't happen. You don't right. ask for an address and not send an invitation. I, I feel like maybe people... you don't ask for the address until you know they're a yes. Yeah, fine. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure she had other ways. By the way, it. that's a great move when you get engaged email a bunch of your friends hey what's your mailing address and the, like not your friends email a bunch of people who like you are not your friends but, <laughs> hey what's your address they'll feel so owned yeah <laughs> where is my invitation don't it's a non-invitation like, i don't understand i got he got i got the address request yeah so now now, now that begs the question is he gonna like send me like a bomb or something because then why did he need my address oh yeah all of a sudden, uh, yeah, uh, like pornography starts appearing. Yeah, everywhere. okay. So we're going to head over to Monica's apartment. That's where mm. we are for the first time, and that's where we're going to spend the bulk of this episode and, frankly, the bulk, the bulk of the show. The bulk of the show, yeah. Um, the it's bulk of the show is going to take place in Monica's apartment and Central Park and, you know, to a lesser extent, Chandler and Joey's apartment and then really not much else um, other than, you know, occasional Ross apartments, maybe once or twice a Phoebe apartment, right? Like, yeah. Um, and then, you know, probably then like 1% is just like random other places. The streets of New York City. Um, and then they go on vacation to Vegas and to London. And yeah, this is uh, this is a pretty bold move. Having it's like, okay, now we have the first time that the six of these people are in a room together, and we get like two to three minutes of one of them is on the phone while the rest of them are watching TV. Yeah, uh, it's pretty Why great. We, yeah, it's on, <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're really on TV, going they're for reading. like very early. The vibe is like these these people are like just hanging out. Like that's the show. It's just they hang out. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's George and Jerry's dream show. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I I do feel like each successive they, show they, they read in the show. Yeah, each successive show is slightly more accurate depiction of like young twenty something New York City life. Like by the time you get to like Broad City, I feel like that you know like because the, then you go from I mean we can fast forward from here all the way to like girls. Yeah, my life is exactly like Ilana from Broad City, exactly like her. I am much closer <laughs> than anybody on Friends yeah. when you were in your twenties and living in in Manhattan. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're watching the Spanish soap opera. They're trying by the to... way, I still uh, speaking of a, a, a very personal thing that I was loved when I felt seen when Broad City did it. I still have a huge stack of these Bed Bath and Beyond 20% off coupons. Because <laughs> I've been I've been habitually saving them for since I was like, you know, 21 years old because I just can't help it. Well, you and may I... want to cash those in. <laughs> no, I just I went and uh, threw them all in the recycling very dramatically uh, over the weekend. Yeah, we um bought something and then tried to I mean, return hundreds. it i had hundreds and they wouldn't take it back because like there was like a date that if you bought it after a certain date they can't they don't oh, take returns from no it for it anymore no boxes yeah. they don't you know obviously they don't tell you that when you buy it yeah i mean the joke i was making in 2009 is it, so for people who uh, don't know which are young viewers or many people probably don't know this but bed bath and beyond everybody registered for weddings there the reason you registered there is you could return all gifts for straight cash, no <laughs> for questions cash. asked. It's crazy. So yeah, it, it, so you would just take your and, and by the way, 
why we have this idiotic system in America of how you have to register at various department stores instead of just just give, give people checks, right? Give them the money. Just give people money. That's yeah, the why that's need, the uh, UBI, right? Yeah. Why do we need the middleman here? Just um, give people yes, money. Absolutely, you are correct. Yes. Um. Yeah. Guaranteed basic income. Um. And so yeah. So you could return everything. And I mean, I multiple times walked out uh, at least two occasions. I walked out of Bed Bath Beyond with a four figure check. Yeah, I've always maintained that like the whole like. Um, you know, we invite you to a party and you give money to our kids. It's like, I feel like it's like a loophole to like evade like a state tax or something yeah. like that somebody figured out. I mean, you must be getting much bigger gifts than I am. No, I'm, uh, yeah, obviously yeah. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like a very cockamamie system of wealth transfer. Um, yeah. That's very stupid. <laughs> um, well, so like, yes. that's another thing I would say. Don't spend money on a wedding. It's dumb. So, so dumb. Oh to. my God. I, I, by the way, I, my, my, um, my brother and sister-in-law, they um, they made bar and bat mitzvahs during COVID. And I yeah. was like, Do you actually like, so lucky. You, you got so lucky. You saved so much money. It was great. It was fine. It was like, it doesn't uh, matter. Oh, yeah. The weddings during COVID, those people are so lucky. They don't yeah. Even know. It's just like, it's so stupid. It's just a party. You're lighting money on fire. And like, and, that's, yeah. and then it's Although it. I say this, but uh, we just threw a party like that. Last <laughs> week. We're throwing another one like that next week because cause my wife, my wife is, is very weird. My wife is like, um is, is like a very like, I wouldn't say shy, but she's she's not like an outgoing personality. Like she, she's mm-hmm. very sort of internal, but yet she likes to host events. Mm. So, which is sort of a weird dynamic. Does she dream she never knows anyone at the party, but she's always the host? Yeah, I think so. No, no, no. She like she never wants to go to someone else's party. Absolutely not. Right. She's she like introverted about that. But yeah, but she likes hosting. Things, so she probably so. just feels more comfortable socializing on her own turf. Yeah. Um, but, like it, but, but it's weird because when you go to someone else's house, you can go and leave. When you're here, you're stuck there all day. Yeah, but you know, you know, everyone's different. <laughs> yeah, um, I hear it. I hear it. I feel that way sometimes. Um, so yeah, um, so we simultaneously have they're uh, they're all cheering for the woman to push the other woman down the stairs, <laughs> yeah. uh, while um, Rachel is on the phone insisting to her father that she's not a shoe. She doesn't want to be a shoe. Maybe she wants to be a purse or a hat. Um, yeah. Obviously, this uh, gal has a very limited range of metaphors at her disposal. Yeah, it, it's again, it's it's annoying to me how over the top stupid she is. Like later on in the episode, she's like, I'm going to go get one of those job things. Like there's nobody who doesn't know what like the word job. Right. Unless she's making <laughs> unless she's being self-effacing, which she's not because that's not her personality. Yeah. So it's uh it's a little annoying how stupid. Yeah, she is. I like when she's like, Well, maybe I'll just stay here with Monica. And she's like, Well, I guess we've established that she's staying with Monica. Uh, fortunately, as previously discussed, Monica has this mansion of an apartment with an extra bedroom, so that uh which no one is living in for some insane reason. Yeah, so we all but have you everyone... don't need like a oh by the way, have you noticed did you notice they're all drinking cans of mellow yellow, which obviously is product placement. But do you remember Mellow Yellow? Because I don't even think it exists anymore. Um, very vaguely. So I remember. I mean, like Mountain Dew had like the weird chemicals in it that you weren't supposed. Mountain to Mountain Dew had the Yellow Five that supposedly fucked yeah. your penis or your testicles. Or something, <laughs> something like, like that. This yeah. Whatever, like I thought this in Minnesota. No, though, this was science crazy. back yeah, then, right? Mel- I think Mellow Yellow had like more Yellow Five. Oh, I see. Oh, even yeah. more Yellow Five. They wrote it on the can. <laughs> Probably twice um, as much Yellow Five as Mountain Dew. Yeah, it, it was like um, it was like um, um, that that soup. That bread, the the cup in a soup that bragged in huge letters that didn't have MSG in like enormous letters, and I'm like, well, I don't even know what it is, but I assume everything else does have MSG at this point. <laughs> well, that's the Job uh, marketing strategy, right? Yes. Uh, a frozen banana that won't kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we have um the the kind of the, the way they each interact with Ra- with Rachel as like their first interaction is like Phoebe and Joey in a nutshell, right? Phoebe sings "Sound of Music" to her, and Joey hits on her. 
Um, so that's pretty good. And then we kind of everyone have um, goes in their separate directions, right? We got Paul, the wine guy. Paul, is it? Comes to pick up Monica. Um, Ross gets um, Chandler and Joey to help him put together some furniture. Um, he tries to get Rachel to join, but she, you know, kind of just wants to lay low. Phoebe doesn't join them because she doesn't want to, which yeah. is great. Which is very un-Phoebe like. That's a Chandler thing to say. Um, I feel like though Phoebe is blunt. Like I feel like yes. that is a, Phoebe, that is a well, character. Phoebe's got for her. the Kramer thing of she'll you'll, she'll yeah. unintentionally say the thing that oh she'll intentionally say the thing that no one else right. wants to say. Yeah, she she just like says, she says what's on her mind. Like she doesn't filter it for you. Yeah, but um, she's also very nice. I feel like I, I think it's a. Ch- I'm putting it down as a Chandler one. Okay, fine. I'm giving Chandler the eggplant for letting Phoebe steal it. <laughs> um, no, you should give Chandler the steak for even the Phoebe lines or Chandler lines. Oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, still confused by the system. Okay, well I'll do it and then you'll understand. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> like so all right, so let's uh, let's like go through these uh, in groups. So we we'll, we'll start with the guys. They're in Ross's apartment. Um, all his shit is gone. Carol took everything. All he got was was these guys, which uh, they say he got his ass kicked, basically. But hold on. So, but she moved out. It's the same apartment, right? So, yeah. So he still lives where they lived. So the but she apartment. even took the furniture because he has to make so, the furniture. So it appears. Yeah. It still looks like she took everything and he and he got the apartment. Yeah. And the um, so basically, she got all the stuff. He got the, the obligation on the lease. Yeah. Um. I mean, well, I mean, that you still need a place to live. Right, Although, but he probably doesn't need as big of a place now that he's just one person. Yeah, and with the he loss go, of an income, with the loss could, of an income right. in the yeah. real world, like yeah, you couldn't yeah. really afford. To right, you would anymore. have roommates, which that's what you know. Yeah. myself so, and everyone I knew had roommates because um, you know when I didn't have enough. Money I mean, to I can tell you, if we place. lived in an apartment like forget about Monica's, that's impossible. If we lived in an apartment like Chandler and Joey's, it would have been minimum three roommates because you would have built like one of those little walls. Yeah. You'd hire this guy for a thousand dollars. Oh, Monica's the- apartment would have been like 40 people. people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like every apartment I knew had you put up a fake wall for a thousand dollars, whatever, to have an additional roommate. Yeah, so yeah. You, minimum three roommates, I think, in that in Joey and Chandler's apartment. Monica's, I don't even know how they, they need a whole layout. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, yeah, can't handle that. Um, yeah, so, yeah so, uh, so, so, so Ross is saying how long it's been since he's dated. He says... Do the words Billy don't be a hero mean anything to you? Audience applause. They mean nothing to me. What does that mean? Explain that reference. Um, I didn't know what it was. I looked it up earlier. It's from a song. Billy don't be a hero is a Bo Donaldson and the Haywood song from 1974. So is the point being that he hasn't gotten any since 1974? Because he would have been like one years old. Well, not that he hasn't gotten. I think that he hasn't dated. I guess he's been dating Carol for a long time. Yeah. that That still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Again, like, uh, so if the, it, we are assuming that they were born in about 1978 or so, 1979, right? If we said they're 26 in, in 1994. Yeah, let's see um, There yeah. are lyrics to a song. A woman is pleading with her fiance as he leaves for war not to be a hero, but to come back and marry her. He does something heroic and he is killed. Apparently, Ross thought that grabbing the spoon was risking his life and that such a heroic gesture would mean his demise. Perhaps also he's comparing the dating world to war. Very, right, I don't know. But the oh, audience, this other laughs, guy says, the audience been a long laugh time. implies it's like a much more straightforward joke than these weird. Yes, yeah, so I think like, it's just he's saying it's been a long time and he's he's exaggerating. Yeah, but I just don't understand how that's an example of that. Even if uh, I mean, I don't know how famous that song was. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But this it, is a time capsule, 1994. Yeah. How famous was that song for someone of that age? I have no way of answering that. Yeah. We could ask Bill Simmons. Oh, you know what? I'll ask my neighbor who's 55. <laughs> in 1994 how famous was the song to you yeah you know what I, I i bet you that i really liked friends that's my prediction i'll come back with a report 
And I'll ask him. I'll ask him if the words "Billy don't be here" mean anything to him. Yeah, it was, it, supposedly it was very, it was very strongly associated with the Vietnam War. It reached number one in the UK. It reached number one in the US. I mean, it was a very, so it was a big song. Um. Anyway. So Joey tries to like you know give him you know a, like a pump up speech you know that there's you know a lot of different women in the world just like there's many different flavors of ice cream and you got to grab a spoon and just get yourself out there and you'll find someone new and someone better. Um, and then we got Joey leaving and he's going on a date. He doesn't even remember the name of the girl that he's dating. So they, you know they continue to lean into the Joey as the kind of like uh, creepy womanizer guy. And um, the scene ends with like, you know, we're going to cross over to Rachel where, you know, Ross is going to wonder, even if I wanted to, like, who who am I ever going to find? And then we go over to Rachel hanging out of Mana's apartment. And uh, she's also like gazing through the window. Previously, she had been leaving a bunch of messages for Barry. Um, She keeps getting stuck in the middle and has to leave more. I feel like that's a very big uh, sitcom trope. Um, We see her watching Joni loves Chachi, um, but it was different because Joni loved Chachi and she doesn't love Barry. Um, interesting uh, tidbit here is that he's named Finkel here, but later he's referred to as Farber. So Finkel is, Finkel is Farber. Farber yeah, is Finkel. So it's like Kessler is Kramer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I heard his Finkel. Mm. Um, so and then the last uh, the last scene we get is Monica, right? We got Monica out on her date with Paul. Uh, we find out that he's divorced and it's also been two years since he last performed sexually. He's yeah. Having some so trouble. first of all, is it a good move on a date to uh, as a guy to say, like, I felt violence towards the last woman I dated and I destroyed her belongings? Um, I feel like that's a risky move. Yeah, it could be. But I feel like uh, I mean, some ladies like they like the toughness. Um, yeah. What I will say with this whole storyline is that had I known that it would be a good thing to highlight my <laughs> lack of sexual prowess. <laughs> My life might have gone a lot differently. I don't know. I didn't know about this. I didn't know that this was like a good thing. Like, oh, I don't really get this whole thing. Like, this is enticing. Like, oh, I haven't been able to perform. Like, then, yeah. <laughs> Come on with me. You I might guess be it's like, yeah, I guess like some people like the like the vulnerability and the like, oh, well, like, let's see what I can do about yeah, that. Exactly. Well, th- th- that's what we're led to believe. Joey, w- when you are first seeing it, is it obvious to you that it's a line? Because it's certainly not to me. And I don't no, just that, mean because I was like 13 years old when I saw this. No, I mean, even now. Even now, when I watched it now, yeah. I didn't real I didn't realize where it was. I forgot like the storyline. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah, a Joey's like that's obviously <laughs> a line. And I agree with you. It's obviously a line to say to women on dates. Guess what? I have erectile dysfunction. Like I just, that's <laughs> just not true. I totally can't perform or please you in any yeah. way. It's only because it succeeds. Um, well, it succeeds for him and Hi, blows up in Monica's I'm face. I'm Paul. If we have sex, it's going to be very disappointing for you. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. I will say that very risky move by Paul to be uh, shitting where he eats and then shitting there yet again. Yes. Yeah, so what is later? He slept through like multiple people at the restaurant. Yeah. So what is Paul the wine guy? So he he's like the wine. He's the wine What's the word? I think he's like the wine guy at the restaurant. So you know? sommelier is that the word? Yeah, the sommelier. Sure. Okay. Paul yeah. Wine guy. He recommends the wines that the people drink. Maybe he just wines a lot. <laughs> I can't get an erection. <laughs> right, he just whines about how he can't um, make it pop. Well, that guy sounds very annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um. So apparently, they the studio did not like this storyline. They didn't like the idea that Monica would have sex on a first date. Oh, what a tramp! They thought they thought that she was slutty. Yeah, very. And they good. had it. They had it tested with the audience, but the audience liked it, so they left it in. Yeah. 
Um, I'm guessing that the uh, that the network was a little bit older than uh, maybe yeah. some of the target audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, there's a an, um, a deleted uh, scene from the episode that's in like the extended cut of Phoebe performing for tips on the subway um, on that same night. So that but that that doesn't make it in. Um, Phoebe not really given a whole lot to do in this episode. Um, yeah, okay. she comes right out. Yeah, so we uh, we all regroup the next morning at Monica's. Um, Rachel's like really excited to you know make a new horizon. I'm turning over a new leaf. You know, let's see what I can do. And her first aspiration is she's going to make some coffee. Yeah. And uh, by the she, way, the fact that Mon that raw that uh, excuse me that Joey and Chandler are here for breakfast in the morning. Um, first of all, when you're that age. Maybe if you're Joey, you got nothing else. <laughs> right, to there's do. no breakfast. If right. you're Chandler, you're not waking up and having a casual breakfast with your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, you're like right. you're, at most you're grabbing time, you're yeah. grabbing like um, a devil dog as you head out the door. Yes, the absolute minimum <laughs> amount of time that you need to wake up, do the things you need to do in order to get out the door to get to work. Um, yeah, right. The fact that he's going over there and like uh, Monica and I'm uh, sorry, Rachel's going to make them Western omelets. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. Uh, which will, but again, that's sort of like the show's tongue in cheek. Um, there's that moment in the show later where Chandler's like, maybe it's the middle of it's four thirty on a Wednesday, and you're all sitting here at home. As you're all sitting here in the coffee shop. Yeah. Oh, right, no, it's not Chandler who says it. It's uh, who's it who says that? Maybe it's Phoebe. Remember. They're all sitting around complaining about their bosses, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, so she says that she believes that if she can make coffee, she can do anything. Yeah. Um, and this is where on I didn't I didn't see this, but apparently it's in the script and it's in the I've seen it like all over the Internet. So it's definitely a line that exists. Chandler corrects her and says something like that. The actual phrase is if I can invade Poland, there isn't anything that I can't do. So um, we get Hitler right there in the first episode of Friends. Which yeah, I did great. not see that in the version that I saw. It's, it's not. It's not. I think it's in, there's an extended cut of the pilot. That is not uh, the oh, one. That's it's, it's not Max.com editing it out because they. Find yeah, it I don't think it was in the syndicate. I don't like. It's like on the DVD. It's like oh, instead of a 22 minute episode, it's like a 26 minute episode. Well, we will later see as NBC gets more and more desperate, they'll start stretching these to 40 minutes. And of course, you know, uh, 30 minutes with uh, with commercials is 22 or 21. So 40 minutes is like 26, 27. But yeah, we'll we'll get those in the later seasons. Yeah. But we ain't getting those for many seasons. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, her first taste um, at the real world doesn't go well. Her coffee is horrible. They pour it out into the plants. Yeah, and... a lot of a lot of plant suffering getting harmed in this episode. <laughs> they they pour they put the the extra tools or pieces, excuse me, from the furniture they put together in the plant at Ross's house. Now they put the coffee in the plant at this house. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we uh, we overhear Monica and Paul coming out. They join the club. Um, Joey has this good line where he's like, "If that's not a date, I want to know what you do on dates." Yeah, uh, that's pretty good. Um, and right, it, it, it dawns on Rachel that all of these people have jobs, which, uh, you know, certainly is uh, she's pretty out of touch if that's where she's coming from. Uh, yeah, and they it, all... it's it's compl- again, I just it's, it's too unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a show. Uh, uh, I, I, I did have a female friend in high school and I remember having this conversation with her and it blew my mind because like of how young we were. She was um, she was off to a uh, an Ivy League institution the next year. Uh-huh. And again, this happened in like 2002, not in like 1956. And we were chatting about our future. And she said, yeah, she's like, um, I'm going to marry a rich guy. And I'm going to be like one of those moms who does like yoga and like, you know, picks up her kids from like, she literally said this to me when we were like 18 years old. My mind was blown. So, I mean, maybe that's what Rachel was inspired for. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Um, um, so we got Monica going to work. So Monica is really kind of the main character of this 
episode and like she's the only one that gets like a separate story i would say i mean obviously rachel i guess we shouldn't i shouldn't say that um but like rachel's story is like almost entirely on the phone right well but but here's the thing like you are i think that's a little bit projecting because you know who the main six are right if you're just watching this on tv on you know on september 22nd 1994 you don't know that paul the one guy is not a core cast member just like rachel (laughs) i guess um, I don't think so because he comes in the middle of the episode. Like they're all there. Like they're an existing. Yeah, you he know just... who wasn't at all in episode one of Seinfeld? A little Miss Elaine Louise Bennis. So, F- fair enough, fair enough. But I, yeah. I, all I'm saying is, I think Monica gets the only like real on her own storyline. Like we see her in multiple locations. She's on a date. She's at work. Like yeah, everybody else yeah. is only at like yes. the core locations. Well. I mean, we yeah, well, Ross goes to a second location and, and Joey right, but so the, so that's the one where I would say like they had no idea that like Ross's apartment is not going to be a thing and that Chandler and Joey's is going to become the place. Like, yeah, that's a pilot. Um, we're fine. So yeah, that's what, and this is where Monica finds out that you know this is just what he does. He tells every, this works on everyone. This is just like the magic potion. You tell girls you're impotent, they want to sleep with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone, everyone knows. knows. Everyone knows. I can't, I can't believe you know. <laughs> everyone knows that. <laughs> it's a very Trumpian everyone knows. Everyone knows. Right. Many people are right. saying that the quick, way quick it's rundown, uh, is... jo- Joey voted for Trump. Actually, Joey probably didn't vote, right? Yeah. And um, everyone else. And uh, Phoebe definitely doesn't vote, but the other ones voted for Yeah. Trump. Even like the way Ross says it, where he's like, oh, I don't know, maybe to get you into bed. Like, like of course that will get you into bed. <laughs> like, that's how yeah. you get women into bed. You tell okay. them that you can't have an erection. Yeah. Um, yeah this is very much hindsight is 2020 from uh, <laughs> from all the men in the room. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, By the way, Ross also very comfortable talking about his uh, sister sleeping around with people. But yeah. You know, like, yeah, well, that's fine. You know, she's a liberated woman. That's more. That's much more normal than than the way that they sit on the couch. But I still like my sister and I are like discussing our sex lives. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Um. So then Rachel arrives. Apparently, she had twelve job interviews today, which I would yes. say is very impressive. That she's she says I was laughed at twelve interviews today. This is the same day she woke up and was serving the coffee right. at let's say nine a.m. She somehow set up and went to the the, <laughs> the math doesn't work. You say 12 interviews this week, and it would be the most incredible week of all time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, she's very pretty. So there could have been a lot of things that weren't really job interviews that were somebody who would like to have a conversation with her for half an hour yeah. and, and humor her. Yeah. She's, yeah. You know what? You made a good point. She says, I was laughed at 12 interviews today. This reminds me, my mother always used to say that she was engaged five times before she uh, married my dad. <laughs> yeah. But and really. then when I actually like investigated this claim of hers, it turned out that she meant like she dated five. <laughs> like there's five guys who in her head, she imagined marrying, but didn't marry or get yeah. engaged. So, right. This is 12 places that Rachel yeah. went saying, give me a job. Rachel was that, at 12 different shops. That basically. didn't give her, that didn't give her a job. Right. She went and she bought something. And while she was there, she said, oh, are there any job openings? They said no. And she's like, okay. Good Although interview. later that will become her job. So, <laughs> right. Well, that's probably what she, the types of jobs she's going for. Like, not like there, a lot of them are just like, you know, there's a, she ends up being a waitress, right? A lot of those places, there's a sign in the window that say help needed. Yeah. And you just walk in and you get an interview probably. So I guess she found 12 of those. Yeah. The economy in 94, I guess it's still uh, starting to uh, expand. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. So it's time for her to go to the real world. Um, so they all gather together. They make her take out all her credit cards from her father and cut them up. 
And um, like she's like, you know, this is really hard for me, guys. And Phoebe's like, I get it. I get it. When I was 14 and my mom yeah. killed herself, <laughs> I was also on my own. So like I completely get where you're coming from. So here's my um, other issue. It's sort of the, the flaw of the Rachel story. Um, yeah. You know, my, my first big one being Monica's non-vitation. Uh, the second one is, OK, so she ran out of the wedding and she had to come to Monica because everyone else, all her friends, all her family are at the wedding. Fine. I understand that. But then an hour later, a day later, a week later, she still has her best friends in her world, right? Or her fa- or family, me- like there'd be still be somebody, her family members, best friends, like there's still be somebody she'd be spending time with reaching out to her, coming to her at least. She's like completely abandoned every single person in her past life and found this group of five people who she has just decided to join. Yeah, it's pretty brilliant. I, I just have to buy into it. I understand. But like yeah. when you think of it from that perspective, it makes no sense. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of shows have silly premises. Yes. Okay. Um, so I don't yeah. have no premise at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he has a next door neighbor that had unlimited budget and never worked. And yeah, so. I'm trying. The closest neighbor I ever had to was uh, was you, actually. I think, and probably me for you. Uh, you we were the Kramer Mor- when we lived in Morgan's Third Hall. Yes, I was the you- Kramer. Oh, you, of course, you were the Kramer. No, I was the Jerry. You were the Kramer. <laughs> yeah, right. You appeared and, at zany yeah, times yeah. in the middle of the well, night Ross, with Rossman crazy was ideas. New- Rossman was the Newman for sure. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, you were definitely the Kramer. Yeah, I mean, probably. You would come storming in at ha- haphazard in the middle of the night. Wait, did we did did we play Blitz in your room? No, we did that in the. We sometimes played in my room, but we also there was a time where we stayed up all night playing, and Ra- and Rafi kicked us out. So we went into like the like the little lounge on the floor. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we we moved the TV in there. We played all night. Oh uh, no, the best was once uh, Richard moved out. Then I had my own room. <laughs> yeah, I remember you having your own room. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I remember our um, um the uh, the dorm counselor on the floor, who um he didn't realize the day that my roommate had uh, moved, I had like moved the two beds together. <laughs> and he walked in the room and was sort of shocked because he thought my roommate and I had decided just to sleep together in one larger bed, which uh, was uh, not publicly done by many roommates. Yeah. That, that would have been frowned upon at yeah. uh, Yeshiva University in the year yeah. 2001. Yes, yeah. it certainly would have. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm sure things like that were happening. In fact, I, but I'm uh, sure, it was, sure uh, they were. They yes. were still frowned upon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> very, very frowned upon. <laughs> Yeah, full the full five varies. Yes, um, at that same institution, there was a um, a, a woman who alleged that uh, nine uh, men in an off uh, off campus apartment had had raped her on a Friday night, and and it, and then it turned out that there was a um, the entire uh, ordeal had been filmed, and and the film showed that that she was uh, at least according to like the way the news report described it uh, that she was consensual, and so the charges were dropped. But the response of the institution was to uh, kick those nine uh, men out of the institution. The reason being because they had filmed with a video camera on a Friday night. And ah. that was a violation. <laughs> so that, that's how they got them. <laughs> yeah, well, they got Capone for uh, not, not for fraud, a possible so. sexual assault. Yeah, well, sometimes you get the person for stealing documents, even if they try to coup. So yeah. you, know, you do what you do what you got to do, <laughs> I suppose. Yes. Um, so we go to later that night and we got Monica, Ross and Rachel. They're watching TV and Alex, what's playing on the TV? Yes. Uh, at the end of the night, every night, uh, before you would go straight to like the, the static things, the yeah. national anthem would play. Do you remember is, this? Yes. 
But oh, do I you not remember too. this? I do, I do. Yeah, but I'm saying, but yes, but people younger than us have no idea why the national anthem is playing. <laughs> but not why, when I yeah. when I that say people younger than us, it's also like people two years younger than us. Like it ended like right when we were coming yes. of age. You know what? I'm gonna bet that that Jen, my wife, who is yeah, 18 months younger than us. I would bet that she does not know because yeah. there are some things I love finding those things that I remember. Now, it also just might be like she was less aware or she was in Michigan or I don't know, but, you know. Yeah, but it was like it was it ended like in the early 90s. Yes, yes. No, I, I, I it was not a thing for much of my life, but I have vague memories of it. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, we were also still pretty young, so it's like you weren't staying up. No, that but late. I mean, yes, but I do remember turning on the TV and there being literally nothing on the TV. Right, I do remember right. that. Like, not even infomercials, literally nothing. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's like the TV was, it was over. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no more TV today. Yeah. We, we turned it off. You get the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> done. TV's yeah. done for the day. Come back tomorrow. Maybe there'll be more TV. <laughs> like, such a crazy concept. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I saw everything on Netflix. It's time to go to bed. It's, it's done. Yeah. It's done. You just got static now. It's over. Netflix is done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, so Monica goes to bed. She stomps on Paul's watch on her way. You know, just like yeah. she, you know, he broke her, her the uh, the watch. Very convenient that he uh, lost yeah, the watch. They left it on the floor, and, and there also. I mean, maybe the the evening started there before I moved to the bedroom. Yeah. So then Ross has his. I will uh, say the distance from the bedroom to the bathroom. Actually, that's true in, in all those kinds of apartments. I'm just thinking like like the, the the runs you have to make sometimes not fully dressed, but yeah, but that's a pretty common thing, I guess. Yeah. It just usually it's not through a room that's like, you know, seven. <laughs> right, wide. right. It's, you have to run across yeah, the it's, football. It's usually, usually down a long hallway, though. Right, yeah. It's usually like eight feet, not 800. Yeah, yeah. you, you want to be a room closer to the bathroom for sure. Yeah. Um. So we get uh, Ross's big confession to Rachel that, you know, I had a big crush on you when we were younger, and Rachel's like, yeah, I know. And I also thought you were geek just like you assumed yeah so that part is true still um and ross is like can i ask you out eventually um which i think is actually good because it's like you don't want to ask her out tonight right that would be a bit much well it's a it's it's a cute it's it's an easier way to not get rejected it's like a softer ask right. you know what i mean right can i ask you out and then yeah. when you ask her out she can be like no way yeah <laughs> Uh, but still a little ballsy, like, you know, the day after her wedding, she might not be ready. Although I guess she clearly like her. The reason she left the wedding is because she wants to find love. So, yep. So um, she says, OK, and she heads out and Ross uh, has grabbed that spoon, right? Mm. Yes, he does. OK. And we have our uh, final closing credit scene where we find out that Rachel is now working at Central Park, where she will work for, I say, at least half of the show, right? Half? Chuck, I, I, that? I will guess. Three seasons. Three seasons. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. I'm probably. I'm probably. Or maybe even, even two. Again. Okay, you might be right. I. Uh, but she's there for a long time. Yeah. Um. And when um. But everyone's uh be very careful to find out that she's only serving the coffee. She had nothing to do with the making of the coffee, so they're yeah. okay to drink it. Yes. And we have not um, met any of her uh, fellow employees yet. But uh, yet. our friend Gunther will appear soon. He will appear at some point. I'm yes. sure of that. All right, so Av, uh, you have to remind me a little bit. I think our, our, the first thing we're doing is the rating. I assume right? we're going to do the rating. Yeah, do we have do we have drops yet uh, for all of these uh, various segments? I don't. I thought maybe you could be in charge of the drops. All right. Well, for now, we'll uh, we'll we'll stick with the the, the classics, and then um, as as lines come from from friends, it's oh uh, yeah yeah. For now, we're going to stick yeah. with the classics. So yeah, yeah. We, well, we could we have a drops for our point system, right? Yeah. We have the moo points, so I think that we should get a drop for. Uh, okay. Okay. So so our rating isn't moo points. Our ratings and, and moo points, yes. Yeah, but I, but I, I don't think the moo line would really make sense here. <laughs> well, you, you do whatever you want. All right, okay. You're the editor. Yeah. This is all a moo point. <laughs> huh? A moo point? 
Yeah. It's Moo. So how many Moo points am I giving this episode? I will give it, um, I'll say 3.3. Oh, very interesting. I wrote down 3.2. Uh, well, I'm always more positive than you. <laughs> yeah, always. Uh, yes. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a solid introduction. Yeah. Um, I think it's a better pilot than an episode. Sure, but that's what it has to do, especially back in that yeah, era, right? For like sure. People have no, it, people, it's not like people knew anything about this. Of the 22 million people, how many of them had even heard of it before they started watching it? I would say maybe a million at the moment. <laughs> no, they just like, didn't know how to change the channel, <laughs> like, yeah. literally. No, but I mean, maybe maybe 5%, They watched about About You, and they didn't know how the remote works. saw the TV guide or looked in the newspaper right. that day. Yeah, there was a bunch of pretty people that were going to be in a new thing. It was before yeah. Seinfeld. This will probably be good or something, <laughs> and yeah. that was it. Maybe, but that, yeah, but that's at the most. But most people, yeah, no idea. Um, and so you have to explain it to them. And so I guess it does a decent job of doing that. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to track the viewership in the first season. I guess what we can see, like, does it like immediately pop? Does it kind of stay static? Like, you know, we're like, what, what was like the baseline? And then what was like the show actually performing? Yeah. It would be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, you know, I think it's a solid intro. It's if this was a, a like a, the third episode of Friends, I think it would be a lot lower because um, I don't think it's like a great episode necessarily. Although you know, there's some yeah. there's some good lines. And I, I think it, I'm probably too high because I'm like, <clears throat> I, that's a higher grade than I think my average for the other shows we've covered, like, like Curb, <laughs> which I absolutely adore much more than Friends. Yeah. So maybe okay. I should have said like 2.3, but I'm locked well, in. Listen, it's too late. You're locked in. Yeah. yeah even I am not above the policy. Above the I said 3.3. It's 3.3. Yeah. All right. What is our what, what is our next segment? Remind me. Are we, are we still doing come with guy and fucking? We're doing assholes? come with guy. Yeah. Oh come on, be a come with guy. All right. So I'm, I'm I gotta put myself in in the mindset of how I was at the time. <laughs> you don't have to. You do whatever you want. Well, but yeah, uh, yes, but I have to. There's no rules. Do you yeah. think that's true? <laughs> I promise I'm gonna live my life that way. You just need to promise me you're not gonna do any more rules. Yeah, I'm not gonna do any more rules. So, if so, basically we had seven characters. In the, in the episode, uh, plus the, the woman who works with uh, with um, with Monica, there's there's eight talking characters. So there's only eight there's only eight candidates here. Now come with in the context of Kerr meant like who's coming with Larry, but here everybody's coming like there's there's no sort of it's an ensemble cast. So I guess it's like the MVP. Now as you pointed out, is it is it Rachel because she's the protagonist, or is it Monica because we come with her on her date, <laughs> or maybe I'm gonna do, I'm gonna say it's Paul because Paul shows up. Well, he's not. He can't come with. Is what yeah, he claims. T- talk. T- yeah, he claims he can't come with. Turns out he 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 comes with. He comes. He comes yeah, with. I don't know. He comes I with everyone. Know. It sounds I, like. I don't, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah. He's coming with everyone exactly. So yeah. So Paul. Paul's my Paul the wine guy. He's the come with guy. Yeah. He came yeah. with at least two people. <laughs> um, I I went with Rachel. Um, she's um, you know, she's the th- the central thrust of the episode. She makes a big bold move walking out on her wedding day, and a subsequent big move, um, you know, cutting up the credit cards and disconnecting and going going looking for a job. Even if she's not successful on her first day, she's you know putting herself out there. She's you know start living the life the way she she really wanted to. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to her, and she's also the one who comes with the group. Um, she's the one who like joins this uh, great new friends group, and she doesn't even have to pay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, five is a very awkward number for a friends group. <laughs> like is you, it yeah five people you can't fit in a cab in new york right city. that's true you, that's true you, uh, you, tickets you can't buy five tickets anything it's four tickets um <laughs> nobody buys five tickets uh right, like, you can't see, sit at a booth how do you right, sit booth. at a table like right. one, you can't so you can't sit around right. a somebody table. has to pull up a chair yeah so so phoebe i feel like is barely in this group and uh, she's saved by rachel 
if anything. It was I really mean, Monica and the boys. Well, it's Monica and the boys, and, and it's her brother. Yeah, and, and occasionally. But even he, but even he was not really part of the picture so much, right? Because he was married up until yeah, oh, that's last oh, so, week. Yeah, so he oh, so he's really only joining the group, maybe. Yeah, although, I think so. Although he seems pretty close with Joey, maybe that's why Joey says, "Oh, this guy." Well, him and Chandler went to high school together. College or college, right? College They're friends, together. right? Right. Yeah, yeah. And he invited Chandler to his wedding. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Who is the fucking asshole? Yeah, I'm going to give it here to the Greens, the other Greens. So this is a full Greens uh, on the scorecard for me. Um, Rachel's parents on that phone call, I like. I cannot imagine parents <laughs> yeah. being so unsupportive to a child who was like clearly going through a crisis, right? Like she just yeah. like walked out of her, and they were just like, like, who cares if you don't love him? Like, like what? What's going on here? This is crazy parenting. I don't. Well, we we will meet assholes. Rachel's. Yeah, dad. they're and they're this both. Is they're both perfectly right? Rachel's father and, and her and her mom. Like, will later say that she was like never loved her father the whole time right and they get divorced yeah so like that kind of like shows that here that like she's just like who cares if you don't love him well, marry this him. show certainly has a lot to say about the baby boomer generation perhaps yeah yeah so i guess we'll yeah. uh we'll explore that as we get there um who's your fucking asshole i mean i i guess it has to be paul the wine guy again right <laughs> I, right i mean because like he's sort of like uh is manipulating women into sleeping with him i don't think that's a nice thing to do or is that all of dating Sounds like dating to me. <laughs> right, right. Oh, you have to like inflate things about yourself in order to trick the person and to be yeah, attracted to yeah. you. Like, yeah. yeah here, 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 here's a is. picture of myself that's much better looking than I normally look. And here's yeah. Like, I mean, isn't that all of social media? Isn't that everything we do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's everything we do. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I gave it to Paul the one guy. He uh, sweeps the awards for me in episode one because I don't think we'll see him too much anymore. And, I, yeah. and I'm trying. I'm trying to give it to like. Uh, supporting characters. Yeah, you know? well, that's uh, I think, right because I think because because we have the snakes and the eggplant, we don't need to give these to the. Oh yeah, so so snakes and steaks. Uh, are we yeah. doing that now? We're doing that right now. Why it's dinner for six, five steaks, and an eggplant for BB. So we we each get five steaks. So here's what I'm doing with my five steaks. I'm okay. giving three to Rachel. She's my come with gal. Um, I said that you know she made the th the big moves. She's joining this group. She's walking on her husband. She's. Uh, She's going for jobs and cutting off, cutting off from her dad. Um, and then I'm giving my other two to Chandler. I feel like he got the best lines in this episode. Um, he, you know, he kind of carried like the the comedic weight here. Um, the rest, you know, Joey and Phoebe are basically given like basically nothing to do. Like they probably get like three lines each. Chandler's like really the one who's you're relying on for the for the last in this one. So that's how I'm splitting up my stakes. Um, and then my eggplant I'm giving to Ross. Um, he's just very mopey and sad and depressing in this episode. I don't like it. Um, he's a real downer. Um, he's also getting divorced, so that's not good. Um, so yeah, he gets my, he gets my eggplant. So, you know, so now the way it would work is that Rachel has two points. Chandler has two points. Ross has negative one. And the other three are all zeros. Like in my... Rachel has three points, you said. Yeah. No, she has... Oh, sorry. Right, right, right. Rachel yeah. has three. So Rachel has three. Chandler has two. Oh, this is a lot of tracking to track. Okay. Well, um, we have we have Excel for that. Okay, fine. You, you, you'll send me your eggplants and stuff afterwards. So I'm not writing it down live. That's um, right. Okay. I, I will say that uh, we don't see Carol. Okay. But uh, Carol dumping uh, this dork Ross... She's going to get uh, two eggplants for me for that. No, 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 no. What do we the, the steaks and the eggplants are only for... Oh, for only the, the core six? Right. This is just a power ranking of them. Oh. Oh, but I did want to give Carol something. Maybe Carol's to come with... No. <laughs> She's yeah, not she, even she, in the episode. She'll be in the next episode. Do something uh, with her next episode. Okay. Oh, I can't give any to Carol. Oh, okay. So now I got to readjust. No, okay, this is all think. among just the six of them. 
All right. So um, it's a running tally through the series. Joey shoots his best shot. Like, you know, Ross asked her out on a maybe date the day after her wedding. Joey asked her out the day of her wedding. So I'm giving <laughs> Joey, a, I'm giving Joey a stake for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you shoot your shot. Good move. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll say Rachel has to get one because, uh, as you said, she uh, very uh, runs out on her wedding. Yeah. That's a big dramatic move. All right, that's that's two stakes down. Oh, I, I got to start increasing the stake numbers. Don't I? <laughs> uh, um, all right. Um, Keep in mind, there's a lot of episodes. You don't have to give yeah. everyone stake. I'm going to give Monica is going to get two two stakes for sure. Uh, w- one because um, like, OK, fine. So maybe he tricked her, but like she still got it in. Right. She and this guy seems uh, quite handsome and she seems to enjoy herself for the evening. So all right, right. maybe she, she's mad at him after the fact, but she seemed to enjoy it at the time. I like it. Um, um, and it had been two years. So she gets two stakes. Um, all right. So, and I have one more steak and then an eggplant, right? Yes. All right. Phoebe doesn't really do anything this episode, honestly. So she's going to get the eggplant. Sorry, Phoebe. Although shouldn't she just stay neutral? Shouldn't she be a zero? No, you got to bring something. Somebody got to get a negative one. That's the, yeah. those are the rules. Um, no, you good. know what? I, okay. Well, then I'm going to, I'm giving Phoebe, uh, my last steak and my eggplants that she ends up with. <laughs> all right. It took you one episode to manipulate the system. Great. No, I asked you before. Perfect. I said, can the same person get a steak? And an you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But... <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. So then I, then I have nothing for Ross and nothing for Chandler. Right. Um, I think Chandler deserves a nothing, but, 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 but Ross kind of probably deserves an eggplant, but then I have to give either Phoebe or Chandler one of my stakes, which I don't really <laughs> want to do. You God, do whatever you want. Yeah. There's so much strategy. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm just giving a steak and an eggplant to Phoebe. So she got, okay. she gets nothing. Fine. Plus okay. one, minus one. All right. Would you stop with the Ted dance? Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. Much, much worse. I don't think we have any cameos, do we? No, certainly not. Paul the Wine Guy. <laughs> Paul the Wine Guy is he more famous than Tom Selleck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that that that's a segment that we'll have to uh, wait for another day. Do we have any other segments? We do have a postman. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! What a shanda, Larry! Larry David! You're a lousy Jew! But you're a lousy human being! He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair! A shanda! Maybe you should have given me some candy! You're a lousy Jew! We have one postman. Okay. Um, Getting him in early. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't really. Um... He told you he hadn't sent a post in two years, and you believe <laughs> I didn't realize it was just a line. Yeah. Um, Zachary Louie wrote in to say that he um, he really liked the Party Down podcast. He really loved the I Think You Should Leave podcast. And he says he's never seen Friends, but he's looking forward to following along with us. So I hope that uh, many of you out there will take Zachary Louie's lead. And Hold on follow along with us on this podcast. Zach yeah. just pulled up all the wine guy. You believe him that he's ever seen friends before? Uh, yeah, he's I just was... saying that's getting the postman. Oh, by the way, it's, it's much easier to get in the postman than into uh, even uh, Monica's pants. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, any line will work. Literally yeah. any line. Any line. We have to read it. We're not. A, that's in the rules. Um, it's in our bylaws. Um, okay, we have another uh, postman, kind of a, an entire series uh, postman. Uh, this comes from former guest of the pod, Dr. Amanda. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, who says, this is the most overrated television show of all time. I hate it. <clears throat> None of the characters are likable. The entire premise of the show is a tribute to me- mediocrity. I look forward to listening to your podcast. All right. Um, I, I, wa- I want you to read that one more time. And by the way, thank you, Dr. Amanda, very much. 
Um, but just great, place, it's kind of like the greatest compliment you can get, right? Yes, but 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 pretend she's talking about succession, okay? And everything she said, and which I know she loves, she podcasted about everything she said in her email, except maybe the what was what was her first sentence? Well, the only thing she really says that's like none of the characters are likable. Yeah, that was it's it. A, right. It's a lesson in mediocrity. Um, the entire premise of the show is a tribute to mediocrity. Um, yeah, which show we talk about Friends or Succession? Yeah, well, I don't think that about either of them. I mean, that's like the lesson of all these kids, right? Like, uh, but but for the fact that they're nepo babies, they're they're not successful people. They're mediocre. They're they're they are mediocre. Yeah, um, they're not serious people. And and by the way, ha- having the fact the mere fact that um, Monica has that apartment, I would say that you have to consider her a nepo baby. And if she's a nepo baby, then Ross has to be a nepo baby too. No, they're all nepo babies. Yeah, well, they're all nepo something. Yeah. All right. Marcel is a they, nepo monkey. But 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 uh but but thank thank you, Doctor Mana. That is a big compliment. Yeah. Yeah, we're glad to have you along. Um, but the question is, is she going to watch this, this mediocrity of a show or no? I think is she's she gonna, just going to listen to the mediocrity oh, of the podcast. Yeah, okay. So that's what I do with like NGOG. Yeah, I, I at some point I did watch the show for a while, but at a certain point I stopped. It was fine. It was, it was bad. It was, did you uh, stop you know. before or after Akiva? <laughs> well, I stopped. I also stopped reading the Wikipedia pages. So he's uh, still doing that. Got yeah. it. Um, okay, on to um, some postman about the episode itself we Ooh, first radical, have radical yeah we first have kyle king he says pretty solid episode for a pilot in my opinion definitely had some laughs but it shows its age in the overacting and hairstyles joey mm-hmm. looks like a cartoon <laughs> three out of five whatever the rating system is i mean joey honestly to me just looks like so many people i know in high school right in terms of the um, hairstyle yeah i don't i didn't go and, to high and even, and even junior like high the, like the part the part down the middle that was like huge like the mid 90s like fourth yeah, grade fifth yeah, grade sixth that's grade that's true yeah yeah very um, 90s yes but, but yeah i would say even mid 90s yeah or not yeah. early yeah well this is 94 so actually that's perfect yeah it's perfect yeah i know a lot uh, of andrews with hair like that in 1994 oh okay. i just feel like andrew was a common name on, on our generation now i didn't know many andrews I, yes. I can't even think of one necessarily from growing I don't know up andrews what about jason a lot of jasons i i knew some jasons yeah, yeah. J- jason is a uh, heavy in the rotation yeah there's a lot of joshes yeah, yes. Well, especially or, in the Jewish community. Or yeah, Joshua. Joshua as, Josh uh, is big, yes. Future, Ooh, uh, yes. future Rachel. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, on to Alex Orvitz, who says, hey, Avin Chester, pretty much a first-time Friends viewer, so I was surprised it started out with Rachel's origin started with the group. Hmm. And does this group have a catchy name, or are they just the Friends? Um, I think they're also known as the Central Perk Six. <laughs> um, I don't think they're known as that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, although uh, that's not bad. I'm sure somebody must have said that before, right? Or is that I would think so. That, yeah, yeah, it's high. It seems highly unoriginal. Yes, I'm giving you credit anyway. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't really have a catchy name. I think they're just you know the friends' friends. Uh, they're sometimes called. Um, Alex uh, seems to be excited to participate in the steaks and eggplant game. He okay. gives okay. Monica three steaks, one of men she is in all of her friendships, siblingships, and in the bedroom ships. So one steak for each. Phoebe oh. has a more howling backstory than Batman. Wow, one steak <laughs> for her. And Rachel and Ross, he gives half a steak each. Eh, we're not really allowing that, but fine. Uh, Rachel for being, I guess we could do that fine. We could do halves. <laughs> yeah, this is a slippery slope, but okay. Yeah. This yeah. is a very slippery slope. <laughs> yeah, so you know what? No slippery slopes. <laughs> we run a tight ship here. Slippery, only slippery stakes, no slippery slopes. Yes. Um, Rachel for being a strong, independent female for the first time. And Ross after asking Rachel, even if it was the day after her almost wedding, which actually probably had her say yes as a rebound. Joey, maybe he will get better once he has his Joey hair, zero stakes. 
Yeah. Chandler, I'm, I'm very flattered, by the way. These people who are either new to the show or not even watching the show, listen to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to spoil the shit out of this show. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah let's, be, yeah. let's be careful and try and avoid doing that to the extent possible. I mean, there's not like major plot twists here. Right. Yeah. Until, also, I feel like if you you, you couldn't have avoided yeah. like, certain things, like, yeah. you know, kind of the biggest things, although yeah. you may have forgotten them by now as you're watching. I guess. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I had heard of the Red Wedding. Wait, was I? Wait, I'm trying to remember. The Red Wedding was season two or season four of Game season of Thrones? Season three, I believe. Season three. All right. Average out what I said. And I started watching in season two. So, yeah, but I, so I, well, I'm trying to think, why would I have heard of it? It wasn't on TV yet. I may have heard of it from book readers. Anyway, yeah. You did not hear it from the book. Yeah, yeah there's no way. Um, I'll, I'll give another example. Um, I went to a magic show. So, th- this you mean that, you're going to give one example because your first example was clearly made up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went, I went to a magic show of, um, that was recommended to me by a patron of 32 fans. And he sent me a picture of him and his significant other at the show that he went to that he was recommending. And and in the picture, he had a spoiler for the entire like main punchline of the show. Uh-huh. But I had no idea. Right. And then after I saw the show, I was like, t- the, someone's like, oh, how do you know about this? And I like went to find my my WhatsApp chat with this guy. And all of a sudden I saw him like, oh, my God, holy shit. It was in, it was in front of me the whole time. I didn't even realize it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, retroactively, maybe it was subconsciously in my in my brain, but uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, he uh, he ends off saying that he already intensely dislikes Chandler. This episode would have been better Ooh. and funnier without him in it. He wow. gets the one giant eggplant. I, I see hating either of the Gellers. I, I even see hating. In fact, I would say Chandler, I see is like the least hateable of the six. Um, yeah, I've, that's that's not an opinion that I've heard um, stated many times in yeah. my life. That's I mean, it might Chandler. be that I mostly associate with like nerdy white guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm just saying I haven't even heard, you know, other people say it, um, but maybe I just haven't been exposed rare, to that opinion. The, the rare non-nerdy white guy that we speak to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Gellers, you could, you know, Ro- Monica is very high-strung. Uh, Ross is is a, sort of a whiny uh, brat. I mean, he's even made fun of several times in this episode. Uh, Joey is sort of incredibly, incredibly dumb, like cartoonishly so. Um, uh, Phoebe, you know, she lifts right out. Um, and then, and then who did I, oh, and Rachel's just, you know, a very, very spoiled brat also. And so I just, I sort of see natural sort of personality reasons for people to do And Chandler, like he's like, he's a nerd, but like, he's sort of sympathetic. No. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a big Chandler fan. Um, yeah. And he's also clearly the funniest in terms of like the lines he's given on the show. Yeah. Yeah. He's given the best material. Yeah. Um, definitely the best, like one-liners and just like quick hits. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying that reflects on Matthew Perry over the other actors necessarily. Maybe it does. We'll have to wait. We'll have to see. But he's yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll be the future us. will be the judge of that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. We future go future us, future listeners, future oh, yeah, future everyone. Uh, Beat Rose. Um, I don't know that we've seen him in the Postman uh, annals mm-hmm. until now. But, did he, uh, did he sign his his uh, Postman as Beat Rose? Of course he did. Oh, okay, good job. How else? Uh, and it came from beatrose at gmail.com. Sorry, I shouldn't talk. Um, yeah, I think he used. Um, I think he used the form. I yeah, set up a. Yeah. I set up a Google form mm, yeah, for people to send in so, uh, feedback. So, sorry for doxing you with your real name uh, Gmail account. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Beat Rose says that it has probably been ten plus years since he has watched an episode of Friends, and it felt very sitcommy. I was kind of thrown by how many abrupt scene changes there were, especially because early Seinfeld has so few scene changes in total. I didn't really laugh all episode, and the cut it back and forth between Longing Ross and Rachel looked longingly was ridiculous. He said I'm longing, I think, I extra time, but that's fine. I think, I th- well, okay, so look, if I want to respond to those points, I think those are good points he's making. Um, 
Wait, let's go. Let's go in order. What was the first one? Sorry. <laughs> um, well, he didn't, he didn't like the scene changes. Oh, no, no, no. Before that, uh, we, we should have discussed maybe an episode on our preview episode. But like, when is the last time that you watched? When's the last time you did a complete rewatch of Friends? And then when's the last time you watched like any full episode of Friends before this uh, current pr- process that we're on? Um, I mean, complete rewatch of Friends was probably before the show ended. Um, okay. I don't think I would have gone and watched from beginning to end after that. Even though, um, like, that was an era when there was much less to watch than now. Yeah. Um, I guess it's possible I did. I just, like, honestly, I, I think I did it because, like, I feel like I have, like, no memory of, like, the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I had watched those multiple times, I would remember them better. So I think I probably just, like, saw them the once. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, so, because uh, I thought you were a much bigger Friends fan than I. I've definitely seen every episode of the show multiple times. So I've definitely seen, like, the first, like, five to seven seasons okay. many yeah. times. I just yeah. don't know if, like, by the time it got to the end and, like, it wasn't that good anymore that I then felt compelled to go back and watch everything, including those last few seasons. That's how I feel about The great. Office. I have no idea what happened the final many seasons of The Office. I did uh, one rewatch of The Office. Uh, even the, all the seasons? Okay. All the seasons, yeah. All right. So so I so I must, I might have done a rewatch of – well, actually, I know. I probably did a rewatch of Friends around the time I burnt my CDs with all the episodes. So probably <laughs> similar to you around 2004. Uh, and then a full episode. When's the last time you've watched a full episode of Friends? I mean, nothing that rings a bell. So it's probably got to be at least 10 years if I had to think. Um, oh, well, yeah. But okay. I mean, I guess it's possible there was something random. But like, what, what 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 scenario is that even? It was on? Like, that's not a thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's, it's, I mean, it's not a thing now with YouTube TV, really. But like, it was a thing even like, you know. For, for me in my life, four, eight, five years ago when I had cable. Yeah. Well, I, Maybe well, I'm like vaguely thinking I was in a hotel once and that's what was on. For some reason, that's ringing a bell. But like, well, I've definitely been... seen from the middle of an episode on. And I've definitely got into like a little YouTube deep dive, not a, not nearly as deep as a Seinfeld dive I go into, for right. example, but I've seen sort of. Um, but, but yeah, I think a full episode probably less than 10 years ago, but more than six or seven years ago. Yeah. Okay. That sounds right. Okay. Um, and then he says, I thought the Monica date plot was fun. Oh, I guess you like date rape, Beat Rose. <laughs> um, he manipulated her. I'm uh, not sure if you want these, but come with guys, Monica. Rachel shows up after years and not inviting Monica to her wedding. And Monica instantly includes her in the group and lets yes. her live in the apartment. Incredibly apparently gracious. rent-free. Yes. <laughs> or the asshole, I'd go with Paul. Okay, so I guess you don't like it. Uh, lying to multiple women about his issues in order to get them to sleep with him. I also considered Rachel leaving fiance on their wedding day, but he deserves it. Yeah. Okay, um, we have a so just to, just to go yeah. behind the curtain here. We recorded the the non mailbag portion of this podcast uh, a f- few days before we're recording the mailbag portion. And in my brain, I'm sort of excitedly hoping for for mailbag submissions to respond to like some of our open queries. But then I realize how absurd that is because uh, <laughs> they haven't heard it yet. What's um, wrong with you guys? Yeah, they're big idiots. Yeah. All right. Um, returning to the postman f- after quite an absence is Jared Jerome. Wow. Wow. Insert applause noise. Yeah, we have some couple, a couple uh, big returnees. Mm. Postman. Uh, he says, Ooh, hey, guys, I'm excited. Do we have a possible closer coming? Uh, I spoilers. have to be honest. This yeah. journey that I seem to be signing up to embark on seems very daunting and overwhelming. And I just have to watch the 23 minute show, and not talk about it for two hours. With the sitcom cliches flying and the cheesy, corny jokes abound, I can't help but think of how annoyed I was with the deal in Seinfeld, which I felt was one of the one Seinfeld episode that sold out and went with a classic relationship sitcom route. 
And now I have this crap every episode. <laughs> but hey, I was always a fan of the show, not to off levels of liking it much, much more than Seinfeld. Oh. Um, this is like his big like dig against yeah. me now that I yeah. like friends too much. Yeah. Uh, but a fan nonetheless, and I'm willing to put on my big boy pants and take on this 90s cheese fest. I, I'll think of it as some sort of bachelor paradise. Okay, <laughs> the episode itself. I thought it was a solid, but, if unspecified. Hold on, but, but before we jump into his uh, analysis of the episode, which I'm very much looking forward to, um, the other thing that, that uh, who was it? Was it was it Beat Rose who said in the previous one how it felt so much like, you know, like uh, Seinfeld, which was only, what, five years earlier. It was very slow-paced had only a few scenes versus friends. Right. I do think that early, like Seinfeld, early, like season one of Seinfeld, season two, even possibly even season three. Well, I know, definitely not season three. Seasons one and two give off an 80s vibe. They're much closer to like yeah. a Cheers yeah. than like any night. And whereas Friends is very clearly a 90s show from the beginning. And it becomes a 2000s show, in fact. Right. Yep. yep. So, yeah. So the, 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 the debuts are five years apart, but they do feel like they're, you know, uh, sort of a generation apart from each other. Yeah, I mean, and Seinfeld was literally still the '80s, so like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. But on a calendar, it's only five years. But I think just in terms of like the TV, it's very, it's, it's well, they're different. completely different decades, yes. and as we all know, decades are what matter. Exactly, of course. Yes. Um, all right, so so back to Jared's analysis. Let's yes, dive in. You could see what they wanted from the characters early on. I think they were going to lean heavier on Joey's Italianness and Phoebe's hippiness, as they seem to be the ones who evolved the most. Chandler had a few funny lines, but other than me, it was just very much about setting the scene, putting the pieces on the board, and I think it succeeded there. A successful pilot. I think they should pick it up. Hmm. Something I am going to try to do with this project is to rank the core six in each episode. I guess they could get five points for being the best down to zero points for being the worst. And we can tell we have a system of steaks and eggplants. Show some goddamn you guys. Canada should, of course, join in this endeavor as opposed to what the weird eggplant thing I'll propose that was impossible to understand. Um, it's very easy to understand. It's very straightforward. Um, so he ranks the characters in order from best to worst. He has first off with Chandler, didn't have a huge role in the plot, but had all the funny lines. And I was impressed how natural he was in this role that he would pretty much embody for the next 10 years. Five pivots, he gives him. <laughs> Monica, again, nothing similar, nothing major here, but she is kind of the backbone of the episode, has the relationship. I thought she was the best actor, didn't overplay anything, and it was just very solid. Four pivots. Joey. Wait, so, very he, he, he's, he's, so he's handing out uh, four, 15 total pivots here? I don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. Um, okay. I think he's just ranking them five to one, five, yeah, okay. five through zero. In pivots, okay. Um. Joey says very stereotypical, which I can excuse so early on, had some decent lines, wasn't a complete idiot, which makes it more believable, but also not funny. <laughs> uh, and he gets three pivots. Phoebe, it's a cute, clever character, but she really has nothing to do here. We'll see how much that changes. As of now, she's just a ditzy background character, and that earns her two pivots. Ross, his opening line delivery made me cringe, and it didn't improve much from there. I get he was dumped by his now lesbian wife, but he's just such a boring downer of a character, and his whole aura really needed a good cleansing. And he gives it one pivot. And finally, we go to Rachel, who says, got a little better by the end, and she had a lot to do in this episode, but I just found her so annoying at the start, and she just couldn't recover. And I hadn't ever thought about this till you guys mentioned it last week, but her accent is so not New York, especially not Jappy Jewish New York, and it's most evident when she says the name Barry as Barry. Yeah. She says it the way I heart would say it, not Mr. The Gum. I'm Mr. The Gum. <laughs> yes, um, not my heart. <laughs> yes. Um, you can test it yourself. Zero pivots. Overall, I ranked this episode number one out of the one episodes we have completed thus far <laughs> and give it 2.1 out of five eggplants. It was fine, <laughs> but I expect better from this upstart show and want to leave room for improvements. Okay, off to cleanse my palate with a nice season seven Seinfeld episode. Now, the, the show, um, just to be clear, NBC did not show just a pilot. They, they, uh, they showed the whole first season in sequence. So, um, 
I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, because on occasion, there's shows that we just see one episode of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is not one of them. No, we've seen more than one episode of Friends. Um, okay. Jim Crumley writes in to say the pilot to Friends is solid, especially when compared to other sitcoms. Those six leads are ske- are sketched out pretty well. The characters feel like realistic youngish versions of themselves. After watching very little Friends over the past 10 to 15 years, it is a weird experience jumping back in. While there were a few laugh out loud jokes, there was a happy, comfortable feeling watching the episode. And he gives it four out of five. Yeah, and I, that's a perfect email because that really encapsulates how I feel also. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Um. When you agree with me, you're perfect. Or when you say better than I could say what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for his stakes in the eggplants, he gives three to Ross, three stakes. He got new furniture, had the best lines of the episode, and he grabbed the spoon, but he didn't break it. Rachel gets one stake. She got out of a marriage. That was a bad idea. Found a home, got a job, and gave a cute nerd a chance. Monica gets a stake. She was unreasonably kind to Rachel and Paul to begin with, but she dodged getting too serious with him. Nothing for Phoebe and Chandler. Didn't have a ton to do. They were fine with what they had. Unfortunately, I think this will be a pattern for Phoebe. And Joey, he's getting the eggplant for Jim. He also didn't have a ton to do, but came across as a bit mean. Plus, he seems like he would be the most annoyed to get an eggplant instead of a steak. So he should get the first one. <laughs> yes, that's definitely true. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, okay. Zach Brooks says this is a pretty good premiere once I got used to the nonstop laugh track. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's true. I actually didn't even it didn't I didn't notice it that much. Oh, you know how uh, I noticed it very much when I yeah. was trying to put friends drops into uh this episode <laughs> that I was editing earlier. That seems fair. There's like five to six seconds in between every single line of the show. Like they like they do not create 22 minutes of content. They create like 14 minutes of content. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Except during like dramatic scenes, every single line, line, laughter, pause. And, 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 and like these actors also, I mean, obviously it's a different form of acting. Like when you're a sitcom actor, like you have to just be used to that and know that in front of a live audience. And it's, it's very different from what we're used to today. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I saw when we were in, um, I, th- I think we were like the WB studio. They were, they were talking about that um, Jennifer Aniston apparently had a lot of trouble with like finding her like correct place and like yeah. where it stands. Um, so like you could they, apparently like you could constantly see Jennifer Aniston like looking down at the floor in like many shots of Friends because like she just like would always have to like move around to find her spot. Um, there's also like these like great YouTube videos of I think Friends and other shows from the era. Of like where they remove the laugh track and looks like it looks like the most ridiculous thing because everyone just like stands around yeah. between jokes yeah yeah and and um, and and, it, it, and I didn't even notice it so much again until the edit so but yeah but now look for it you'll see yeah so I'm gonna look for that I'm gonna look for Jennifer Aniston looking at the floor mm, yes um he says there were some pretty that. legit funny moments though and lots of dated stuff I definitely noticed how touchy feely the Gellers were but I also noticed Ross having a bit of a New York accent which I think you both said he didn't have maybe it was a pilot only thing. Um, the fucking asshole, he says, the audience that R- won't R- shut R- up. Ross is slightly, he's a little better than Monica and Rachel, I would agree. But but none of them sound like they're from Long Island. Right? None yeah. of them, I mean, forget about Jared Jerome, none of them even sound like you. <laughs> well, not from Long Island. No, but but you're from New Jersey, but you're from the, the tri-state <laughs> right. area. Yeah. yeah. Um, he and you says, live in Long Island now. I live in Long Island now. Your daughter's from Long Island. <laughs> sure. Your wife is from Long Island. Yes. Yeah, yeah she is. Yeah, everyone in my family is from Long Island, except yeah. for me. Mm. Um. Yeah. You've, for the fucking, traveled so far. For the fucking asshole, he says the audience that wouldn't show up, um, but he won't give it to them every time for their laughing. <laughs> they, was, they just want to be heard by millions of people. Yeah. Um, Maybe they with, had some scams that they were victims of. Come with guy is Monica. She <laughs> takes in her friend and cares for her broken-hearted brother. Maybe a bit too much. Um. For the he gives out three points to Phoebe, two points to Joey because it, they were the two that made me laugh the most. 
That's a good mm. system. Um, uh, can I ask a personal question? And you you can tell me not so we can edit this out. Uh, okay. When's the when's the last time you hugged one of your sisters? I don't just mean like sort of like a casual like hello hug, but like a real like hug, like I love you hug. Um, do I have to say I love you and I hug her? No, 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 no. And I love you style hug. A hug that shows like you're my sister and I care deeply for you. Um, well, she just made a bar mitzvah. I probably gave her a hug at some point there. Oh, because I was going to say, it's probably been longer for me um, than when I've seen a full episode of Friends. Yeah. I and not that I don't not, love my sister. It's just, I'm not a big hugger in general. I'm also not a big hugger. Yeah. Yeah. So if you when you make it specifically, a hug has to be involved. It's already like. I mean, telling your sister, I don't know when the last time I told my sister I loved her, like, again, not in sort of a perfunctory way, but like, yeah, it's implied. Okay. <laughs> is it? OK. By the way, this this is mutual. And maybe I'm just speaking a lot about my own family dynamics. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, to end things off, we turn back, as always, to Olin Allen. Woo! Welcome back to The Postman. Says he also has dreams about Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Decent pilot, good laughs, establishing character traits, three story setup. Expect to have a lot of Chester saying about how things in the sitcom are too sitcom y. Love the sitcom y. It's the annoying, drawn out internal romances whose wheels are firmly set in motion between Ross and Rachel that is going to be my main issue throughout. No Gunther yet. For steaks and eggplant, he gives three steaks to Chandler Bing for providing so many of the laughs, one to Joey for mainly for the pratfall of the couch in Central Perk. Uh, Monica gets one for having the central plot line and being the fulcrum around which other characters rotate. And the eggplant goes to her brother Ross for instigating the comedy killing will they won't they rom com element by asking if he could ask Rachel on a date. Hmm. The fucking asshole is Paul with his deceitful chat up line and being such a plank. Come with Gallows Monica for offering up a room in prime real estate to her not so close anymore friends. And for his rating, he gives it 3.7. I will be theirs for you out of five. Mm, nice. And that's our postman. Um, yeah. So I guess the, the, I guess if listeners want to send in postman feedback for episode two, for my open questions from episode one, one of them I actually I asked in in the chat, not in the chat for this chat, but in a different chat. I all I said was, "Do the words Billy don't be a hero mean anything to you?" And I and I and then I think the options were like, "Yes, uh, yes, but only from friends," yes. or "No, I don't know what you're talking about." And it was like the count was like zero zero fourteen or something like that. So. Uh, nobody, and then I think later on they probably got one or two votes, and I would bet Olin Allen was probably one of them. Maybe Jim Crumley would have been one of them as well. Um, but yeah, and then my other question was, you know, to Joey, it's and and Ross, it's so obvious that what Paul was saying was a line to get in Monica's pants, and and the way the show you know presents it in hindsight, it seems obvious, but we were both like, um, no, that doesn't seem obvious at all. And um, so I was wondering what, what the uh, what the audience thought. If the idea of uh, bragging on a first date that you have uh, erectile dysfunction issues, if that's a, if that's <laughs> yeah. a way to trick a woman into bed. Yeah, um, you know, guys, write in. Let us know if yeah. you've used this approach. Ladies, oh, has, I would love that. Or guys, yeah. or anyone, he... has this? Have you used this approach? Has yeah. this approach been used on you successfully? If you're in the dating it? world right now, and you, if you're in the dating world, I have a challenge. If you're in the dating world of, of any gender, I don't think it matters. Um, next time you're on a first date, tell them that you have not been able to uh, perform sexually um, to satisfaction uh, since since uh, a long time breakup of, uh, of of at least one year ago. And give us feedback. Let us know how it goes. Yeah, let us know how it goes. Yeah, um, you can stay anonymous well. if you want. Hopefully, uh, it'll go as well for you as it does for Paul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, although he can get um, a yes. long term. So I, I would like to hear. So I would like to get some field research on this one. Yeah, let's hear back. And right also, in. let us know if you can be so uh, self descriptive. Are you like an extremely uh, good looking uh, actor, like like the, the Paul character, or are you? Because uh, <laughs> that may right. affect the yeah. It might it might not work as well if you're not good yeah. looking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so apparently, many lines seem to have mm -hmm. this issue. 
All right. Okay. Like how you do it, for example. Yes. Um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll join us. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Um, we're going to, we're, we've had some, I think we had some fun tonight. Um, we're still pretty good friends, I think. Hmm. Um, I, I, give think you, I give you, uh, I'll give you three steaks off. Three steaks. All three right. Steaks. I'll, I'm going to give you an eggplant. <laughs> Damn it. Already losing. Um, yep. So I'm up by four now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week. Good strategy. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. Uh, next week, the one with the sonogram at the end. Based on that title, I guess someone's pregnant, and, and I think it's uh, Carol gets pregnant. Is it that early? I know she gets pregnant at some point. So... Well, she probably gets pregnant sometime during the episode because there's a sonogram. Yeah, there. but I'm just saying, but like, it, it can't be a sonogram of, of someone else, right? It, it must be Carol. It, it is Carol. It okay. Is oh, it is Carol. Okay. Yes. All right. So that means we're we're going to meet Carol. And this is going to be the first of the very many non-traditional families that we will meet in uh, in Friends, right? Yeah. Phoebe's going to have her son, her brother's babies. Ross is going to have his ex-wife and her lesbian yeah, uh, that's, wife. Yeah, that's part of what I'm saying. Like, it's, yeah. you know, things weren't also, you know, yeah. old school. On Very much ahead of their time. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, yeah, carrying your uh, carrying your brother's triplets will always be uh, probably uh, quite ahead of time. Oh, do, do, do people who use surrogates often use uh, family members or do they usually use strangers? Um, well, it depends on what's available. Yeah, I guess. Right. Yeah. If you if you have a family member who steps up, then that's exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, uh, they stole that from Curb, right? Where the yes. surrogate will want to keep the baby. That's right. Yeah. Well, Phoebe doesn't keep the baby. Even though yeah. there's three, they should let her keep yeah. one, right? <laughs> well, she asked, doesn't she? Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, so remind me, how are we signing this off? Will you be there for me? Um, no, that was kind of cheesy. I don't think we should do that every episode. Oh, I thought you were committing yourself to 240 of those. Yeah. We had no. to, we, it was quite cheesy how we ended every Curb episode. Yeah, this is cheesier. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to think of something. Tell us how to end the episodes, and then we'll do it that way. Bye. Bye. Get a life, Jews.